And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, hello to everyone and welcome back to the Weighing In Podcast. We've got a lot to talk about. A pay-per-view weekend, but really is it? We're going to have to talk about that, Josh. Is this pay-per-view quality? Is this the the lineup that you're expecting when you're putting your hard-earned money out on watching the fights? Or is this one of those that you go on, just nothing seemed to work out, and this is what we're going to go with? But uh, got a lot to talk about, mister. There is a lot to talk about, but before we get started, let's go to OnlyFans.com slash Wayne in. Subscribe to us over there. It is free. We've answered a couple fan questions uh, right before we did this show for some of the fans over there, and uh, we exclusively do fan questions on that question on, on that uh, site. So go over there at OnlyFans.com slash Wayne in and subscribe to us. It is free. No charge. Free of charge for our fans. Um, let's, uh, let's roll up a little bit there for me, podcast, Dave. Let me see. Let me see the rest of this card. All right, all right, all right. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, John. Yeah? I mean, you still got unknown fighters right. fighting. Uh, okay, Round do, do me a favor. Yeah, so You're looking at the list. Yeah, Take a look at the names. Rate this. One to ten. <sighs> Give me the Josh Thompson low number that you always Ah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, yeah I'm, that's where I'm at right now, buddy. That's exactly where I'm at. Oof. I would say it's probably Oof. about a four. Yeah. Yeah. I would have said 4.5, yeah. four and a half. Yep. Yeah, Chris Curtis. Yeah, there there are a couple of fights. Curtis versus Imovov. Uh, great. Great fight. Love to see that one. That's a yep. great, that's a fun one. Dan Dan Ige, Ige. against Nate the Train, Man. Landwehr. I look at that and look. I think it's going to be an action-packed fight. Yeah. So it'll be fun, but I think it. I know who's going to win it. I'm going to give it a nod just because so, I know the two of these guys will. They're going to throw down. They're going to bring a fight Does, hard. Exactly. Doesn't that kind of make this one exciting? Where you look at some of these names and you're like, it's one-sided, but they could also make it very exciting. Like very exciting finishes. Like you got Khalil Roundtree, right? He's fighting unknown, so you know he's going to win for sure in exciting <laughs> fashion. <laughs> no way. How do how do you sit there and say that <laughs> he's fighting an unknown, so he's going to win for sure? They yeah. can bring someone come in the go that is. Just, oh, come on! Look at Jim right. Miller. What's Jim, that? Jim Miller just said like a last minute opponent and he destroyed him. Yeah, but you, you yeah. can't just go by that. Yeah, that's a. I don't know. I, I look at this and there's a lot in here that you look and you go. Especially, you've got to look at the the main card. Wow. And when you look at the main card, there's fights on here that I go, look. Mm. I think that's a good young fighter, Mike Malott. Good young fighter, very talented. Adam Fugit, talented, but they're not pay-per-view main card guys. Not yet. I'm not saying they won't. They won't be, but not yet. It's just, I mean, they're getting their shot. I know this. They got bumped up and stuff based upon the card and everything, but I don't know. I just look at it and just, yeah. John, when you not, have, yeah, not sure. When you're looking for fighters, they need to that they, they don't have a big name, and you're putting them on a pay-per-view. They have to be like the main event of the. Uh, prelims, or they have to be the first fight on a stacked main card so they get the name recognition. Yeah. Right now you have you have the main event and the co-main event. I think are the only people that you know. There's a couple people on here that they know, well, but they probably don't know their opponents all that well. I mean, let's be let's be honest. Look at just look at the main card. Put that back up, Dave. 
You've got, obviously, Amanda Nunez and Aldana. That's your main event. Charles Oliveira against Benio. Awesome fight. Loved it. Love it. But then you take a look, you know, if you're going to go five, your opening fight is Mark andre Barrio versus Eric Anders. I like Eric Anders. I like Mark andre I think he's tough as hell. But he's probably, in his last three fights, one and two. Is that pay-per-view main card starting the show you know what you're looking for mm-hmm. no I'm, I'm wrong he's two and two in his last yeah so but i just i don't know it's just not there's it's not how many times have we we saw michael chandler versus uh dan the hangman hooker as an opening okay that's yeah. an opening kind of pay-per-view oh that's what i'm looking for that this one that's what I'm expecting that I get to see from the Apex Center for free. Mm. I'm just being honest. Yeah, it could yeah, be a great fight. They, well, they raise their price on their pay-per-views. And once once they raise their price, things like this, yeah, it starts affecting like whether, whether, whether you want to buy it or not. I mean, mm-hmm. it really does. I mean, look, I'm going to buy it strictly because of Bar- uh, Benil Darius and Oliveira. That's a fight that I really want to see. And also, I'm a big fan of Dan Ige. So... Yeah. I mean, those are the two fight. Those are the two, the three fighters. I'm really looking forward to seeing. You but know? how so, how excited are you about the main event? I'm not at all. I'm not at all. I hate to be that way, but I'm not at all. I know. Um, look, I think Amanda should be able to to walk through. She her. Should if Amanda if Amanda comes the way she came her last fight? Well, that just yes. sounded really bad. So, <laughs> but if Amanda performs the way that she performed her last fight, okay. <laughs> Comes um, prepared it, the way comes prepared, she was prepared yes. for her last yes. fight. How's that? If she performs the way that she performed last fight, yes. I think that she should walk through um, Irene Aldama. Yeah. And I don't even think I don't like. It, I think her motivation, all of those things. Like she said, she was contemplating in retirement. Amanda Nunes was. Then she said, "Look, I've got my shit together." She left uh, American Top Team, kind of mixed things up, gave it a refresh. They're doing their own thing in another gym. They feel good. And so now that she had a great performance, she's back on the win track. I also think when you've been on top for so long, you've had such highs, and you get a low, you don't you lose that way, and you come back and redeem yourself. It's like, look, I can do this on my own. You know, leaving a gym is not easy. Leaving where you were basically where you came up from, like you were a baby, just getting rocked and cradled <laughs> by all your coaches, you know, and they were helping you out, really just guiding you like parents in life, going, "Hey, this is the kind of direction that you need to be going," and you've had success. And then yep. you leave and you don't have success or whatever. So you have a loss. Then you're like, I got to mix things up. I got to change things a little bit. And you come back. You know you can do it on your own. It's like the baby leaving off from college, coming home, realizing you have to go out there and live your life and do it yourself. She did it. And now she understands what she can what she can do outside of the American top team. And she can do I think she continue it on. I think she'll continue it on. As long as she doesn't just take for granted what she's developed and how she's developed it. I think she's fantastic. So I think I think she should be able to walk through Irene Aldana. Now I know the first round might be a little bit more of a, you know, a filling out process. But man, Amanda, once she touches her or gets the takedown on her, I think that it'll start changing the dynamic of the fight real quick. I look at like I think you said it the other day when we were talking, how she fought uh, Jermaine. Yep. If she fights her that way, um, you know, she'll stand a little bit, threaten to stand up, let her know that there's power there. Be afraid of my power. And as soon as you start getting ready to sit down and throw back because you're afraid of my power, I'm going to take you down and make this an easy fight. That's the best way for her to win this fight. Absolutely. Yeah. Her, her job is to fight smart and win. And mm-hmm. she's yeah. done that, you know, time and time again. <clears throat> yeah. 
I look at the, the fight that she had with uh, Juliana Pena, the first one. I think, you know, like like we talk about being the champion with anyone, it's hard to get that motivation. I don't think she had the motivation. Yeah, she talked the talk, yeah. but that's what you're doing to, to hype the fight and everything. She got it back in that second fight. You could see the motivation was there. All of a sudden, she now had a target. And so this is, this is one of those fights. In reality, I think Irene Aldana is a good fighter, and she does have good stand-up. She's got a nice left hook that she throws. But her she doesn't have the power that Amanda Nunez does on the feet. At least mm. Jermaine can match that power. I don't think yeah. Irene matches it. She does throw well, but I don't yeah. think she matches that actual snap of that one-punch ability to really hurt somebody that Amanda has. Mm. And then I look at the ground game, and there is a big difference. There's a oh, yeah. big difference there. So this is just one that, you know, I would be very surprised. It would it would have to be, in my opinion, a, an Amanda Nunez that is not prepared coming into this fight for it to be a competitive fight. Yeah, if you look at her first fight with Juliana Pena, look how she came in. If you look at her second fight with Juliana Pena, look at her body. Yeah. The two bodies were vastly different. Completely it, different. You know, Completely, and the performance was completely different completely as well. Different. Yeah. And so when I when I looked at that, if she comes in looking like she did in the second fight, a little bit leaner, a little bit more fit, a true one thirty five pounder, then I think okay, versus that big nasty cut from one fifty five or from one forty five, but she's probably walking one fifty one fifty five. She gets down to thirty five, it kills you. And it showed in her first performance against Juliana Pena. Second yeah. performance, she looked leaner, she looked more fit, she looked ready to fight all five rounds at a hard pace. She's fantastic, man. I think, like I said, I've always thought she was really good. Even when she was in Strike Force, thought she was fantastic. Came over to UFC, fantastic. Then it just dominant performances. She had a couple ups and downs in there, but then as she started rising, she's been really hard to beat. She's really, like I said, fell into her own. She understands what she needs to do to get it done. And um, there's something about doing it on your own. And she knows she can do it now. And I think you're going to see something special out of her in this performance. So, yeah, good for yeah. her. But, John, I'm licking my chops, man, for this fight. I'm that licking one. my chops for this fight. I don't blame you on this one. This is one I'm looking at. It's like, this is going to say a lot. For whatever reason, neither guy. Now, I don't want to say neither guy because Charles finally got the recognition that he deserves, you know, based upon becoming the champion and some of the performances mm -hmm. he had as champion. But, but Neil Darius has never received the credit he deserves for as good of a fighter as he is. He's, he's awkward. He's unusual in the way he does things. He's got a different, you know, type of style, but he's a dog. He will bring it to you on the feet. He will give you fucking fits on the ground. This is a great matchup, and it's going to say a lot about, you know, where Benil Dariush is in the lightweight category and stuff. Obviously, Charles is looking to get, you know, back on track. But, man, I'll tell you what, he's got his hands full against a guy who is awkward, hard to deal with, and can fight everywhere. Yeah, I have to agree with you 100%. Benio has never gotten the respect he deserves. I mean, you look at some of his past performances, and he's fought his ass off. I mean, in his last fight where he was just out scrambling, a fantastic wrestler, coming back, getting on top, doing all the things that he needed to do against Gamrot. I mean, it was it was very impressive. Every time he got taken down... Gramby roll, get back to his feet, kick the feet off the hips. I mean, he was he was scrambling and threatened submissions. 
making Gamrot back out, doing all the things that he needed to do to really put Gamrot on his bat foot going, man, I don't know where to take this fight. I can't stand yep. with you because you're all over the place. Your stand-up is all over the place. Yep. And the punches and kicks are coming from angles I'm not used to. You're not a traditional style stand-up fighter. And then on the ground, it's okay. Your, your submission threats, sure, maybe they're not getting as close as some, but man, they're getting on there fast and they're doing it in transition. Those are dangerous fighters. When you can catch someone in transition as they're, as I'm taking you down, they're allowing me to take you down and they're not, they're not fighting the takedown all the way to the bitter end. They're attacking omoplata. They're attacking triangles. They're attacking arm bars. They're accepting certain positions because they could try to sweep you as they hit their back. That's exactly what Benil does. He's okay with you taking him down. He's like, I don't care. I'm going to get back to my feet. You're not holding me down. Even if you do hold me down, I'm threatening submissions to where it makes you uncomfortable. And we've seen that before in the past with some other fighters that um, were like that. Remember when uh, Ryan Bader fought uh, Nemkov? Nemkov, Bader got the takedown, got into the ground, and started trying to ground and pound. And Nemkov was controlling the wrist so well and threatening submissions so well that Bader just backed out. Backed and out. ultimately cost him the fight. Yeah. In the Gamrot fight with uh, Benil, Benil was threatening so much on the ground that Gamrot had no idea. He's like, okay, what do I fight this guy? Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that's really helped, you know, Charles is his jujitsu and that people fear it. And the one thing mm -hmm. that I'm telling you right now, Josh, Benil's not going to, he's not going to, he's not going to fear. He'll respect Charles Oliveira's ability, but how's that better? Yeah. But he'll res he respects his ability on the ground, but he doesn't fear it, and he'll go after him. He is yeah. not going to be that guy that's going to oh I I'm not I'm not going to go to the ground with him. He will go to the ground with him, and he will challenge him there. Well, John, it's a you great, have to. It's a great matchup. You have to remember, as good as Charles Oliveira is on the ground, fantastic, and I've I've said this over and over. I think he's probably the best grappler in the game right now. There's other guys that sure have more accolades, right? Like um. Like uh, Vieira, Hadolfo uh, Vieira. He's got more accolades than him, but inside that cage, it's not the same. So Charles oh, Crone is the one that... Yeah, exactly. There you go with Crone. But, he, but when but they, he can't when fight. they get in there, it's not the like same. Him. Exactly. It's not, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a grappling match. It's a fight. And Charles Oliver can fucking fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when, I'm looking, when I look at Charles Oliver, I'm thinking to myself, he's got all these things, but Benil can submit him. I think he can submit him. You look at Jim Miller submitted him. Islam Makachev has submitted him. Now, both those guys are fantastic. But Benil's yep. no different. Benil's yep. absolutely no different. He can do this thing anywhere. And, man, I'm pumped for this fight because how does Charles react after his loss submission-wise? Because that's what he's been known for. What is he? I believe he's a submission leader, right, in the UFC? Has yeah, the most he's, submissions? He's got the most submissions. Most submissions in the UFC. And then to get submitted yeah. in his last fight, going, man, I'm the best guy in the game, and I got submitted in my last fight. Now you have Benil, who's af not afraid to take this fight anywhere and has the threat of submissions. Doesn't always get him, but he threatens the hell out of him all the time. And That's you know he gets, the, he gets the job done on the feet. The confidence is there for Benil. Charles, after losing the title, got to get back to that title shot. There's a lot weighing on his mind, I think, too. When you are the number one submission guy and you got submitted your last fight, are you performing the way you were before the fight? Does a win put you right back there? So many things going through Charles Oliveira's mind, whereas Benil is just focused on one thing. Win this fight, title shot. Win this fight, yep. title shot. That's all that matters to him. He's that person that his already, I've done everything. UFC is telling me I get this win, it's right now or never. I, that's the way I look at it. I know he can make another run if he doesn't get this win. He's gonna, he'll no, still be right there in the top. This is, you, you know, like, so? there, there, there's, I, think, I think there's certain guys that, you know, based upon having 
the it factor and everything as far as personality and the ability to fight that the UFC is going to give multiple chances to. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Benil's that guy, and that's why we're talking about him the way we are because he is that good, and he doesn't have that personality that just explodes that the UFC is e- it's easy for them to market and everything. Yeah. So look at how long he's gone. Dave, do me a favor. Pull up Ver- Darius's record real quick. I, I know it's 22 and four, but how many wins in a row does he have? Eight wins. Eight wins in a row. This is the mm-hmm. same. And you, you'll get into, they look at certain people and go, mm-hmm. Hey, we love the personality. We love the fighting style. You know, we're going to push this guy. Eight wins in a row, and you can take a look. There's some good fighters in there, and and some of those, look at you know, the, I'm going to pick out Scott Holtzman. Scott Holtzman mm-hmm. really turned into a, a good fighter, good wrestler, and if you go and watch that fight, Josh, he destroyed Scott Holtzman. It yeah. was ugly. I mean, it he just annihilated him. It was that bad. And he, you know, he fought Tony Ferguson. It wasn't close. He won every round easily. Yeah. You know, and like you're talking about with the Gamron, you know, he's that he's that level. He's that good, but he doesn't have that it factor as far as I think the UFC looks at it. So that's why he's got all these wins and he's still knocking at the door, but he hasn't freaking walked through it. But this is this to me is a a marketing um, fuck up on the UFC's part, because let me just tell you this. Pull up his picture. Pull up his picture. Yeah, but look at like get up on his face. Look, hit the little. He is a good-looking son of a gun. Look at that salt and pepper hair. I would be marking oh, this dude. shit out of this guy. Dude, he was, would, He had salt and pepper hair when he was doing yeah, when grappling he was like twenty-two <laughs> competitions at my gym. He's yep. a good-looking guy. He's a yeah. good-looking guy. Let me see that picture. That look at that. He's got one. There you go. Look at that. Tell me he's not a good-looking guy. You know, the ears are a little big because of the cauliflower. But hey, whatever. <laughs> you put that guy in a nice suit and tie. That guy's rocking it, man. Women are digging him. I'm telling you, you got to market him. The salt and pepper hair. He's got all the soccer mom's panties in a bunch. He's got them all. <laughs> They're all there. I'm telling you, he hits home with the soccer moms. He's got to hit it, man. I'm telling you. UFC's making a mistake. But I also look at, though, when I go back to his uh, his resume, you look at some of the fighters when he fought uh, Tony. Tony a little bit past his prime. Beating Gamrot at the peak, which is perfect. They put him in this situation. But if he has a performance like he did against Gamera, against Charles Oliveira, I think you're gonna obviously they're gonna put him into the title shot, but they're gonna have no choice in terms of let, putting him in the title shot. But I think if he has a great performance like he did against Gamera, he's gotta stay busy. So as soon as he gets this win over uh, Oliveira, if he does, if he does get this win, you put him right into the Islam fight. Islam's ready to go before the end of the year. It makes sense. You have that fight happen. Now it keeps him busy, keeps him fresh in the fans' mind. I mean, when did he fight? He, October of 22. That's been a long time, John. I know he was scheduled to fight earlier, and then Oliver got hurt, so he was out. And they wanted this fight to happen. But you got to keep yep. him busy because you got to keep him fresh in the fans' mind. This is our big, this member, you and I have this talk all the time. My big complaint, um, you know, with, with Bellator is that we've got to have more shows. We've got to be more active so it keeps all the fans at home more uh, keeps our fighters in the in the in the fans' minds more. When you're a fighter and you're making your run, you can't afford to take eight nine months off. Now I know this is not his fault. That's not. But his you got to stay fresh in their minds if you want to grow. You want the fan base to grow. You want people to chatter about you. You got to stay active online on social media, being the Bilal Muhammad's in the hill. You know where the <laughs> Conor, Conor right. McGregor is not even. He hasn't fought in forever, right. but people still talk I, about him. 
Okay, let me, let me ask you this question then. Okay, because we do have the, the tough out, and I'm not too sure that you're going to even see Michael Chandler versus Conor McGregor. Yeah. Okay. But sure we'll either. say that we'll say that it happens. We'll say that it happens. And we'll say that Dariush, not saying it's gonna happen, but we'll say Dariush beats Oliveira, and we'll say that Conor McGregor fights Michael Chandler and beats Michael Chandler. Who gets the shot at Islam Makasha? Who is the, the guy that the gets win- the shot? The winner of uh Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje. <laughs> So you're I, saying I Darius I, because doesn't get the shot even if he beats Oliveira. Even we, even if it beats no, I don't. Darius is going to get the next shot. Period. No, he's going to get the next shot. Period. I'll tell you what: if they fought on the same night, McGregor fought Chandler and won, and Darius fights Oliveira, that would make McGregor what two wins in his last six fights or something like that, mm-hmm. and they would give him the title shot over Darius. No. You know they would. They would. You're, you're, wait, you're confusing me because the Chandler I and I don't know Chan- where Darius Darius is going to fight. Darius is going to fight now. He's going to fight Islam yes. before the end of the year. The I'm Chandler and Connor that. fight is not happening. I'm not. I don't think that fight's going to happen, For, Josh. I'm not saying that. But I'm, I'm saying, saying it's not if that fight, if that fight happened on this card. Okay, this is a lot of ifs, John. You're really making this tough for me. No, but I'm, what I'm no, <laughs> it's very simple. What I'm saying is, what if Barbie came with hand grenades? Wins, what if John? What if? <laughs> if all those wins? This would put him at nine wins in a row, and yeah. if Connor beat Chandler with two wins in his last six fights, they would give that title shot to Connor. It's about. But money. if I'm here's the thing, if I'm Islam Makachev, I'm taking the Connor fight over Benil, and so there you have you have that as well. You have certain fighters, especially with sure the history take, of sure Islam take and the Habib. Connor fight. Which one? Which one's the more dangerous fighter it. now? Oh, absolutely, it's going to be Islam, and so is Benil. Benil's more dare dangerous than than there uh, you go than Connor. I understand what you're yeah. saying, but they're looking at. We've said this before, and we're going to continue to say it over and over. They are running a business. They don't give a crap. I read some stuff online, and especially in, in our comments, about how Dana pays the judges and blah, 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 you know, oh for certain God. fighters to win. I'm like, Dana Stop. doesn't give a shit. Dana doesn't care at all. Dana, Who wins? Dana, like, used, Dana used to care, okay? Doesn't care he anymore. Used, he used to worry. He used to yeah. care. And he tried to, to control. How can you no. make it to where this guy, you know this guy's going to win? And he yeah. realized you can't. It's, if you it's can. real fighting, guys are going to lose. And so he learned, hey, yep. doesn't matter who wins. Uh, I can make money off of the guys that win, and I can make money off the guys that lose. I just build them back up. Yep. That's their job. Yeah, they don't care. Like, no. look, when you're making $350 million a year in profit, you don't give a shit. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing for your investors. Yeah. That's it. They, like, I'm showing you that I'm making money. And the problem with that, John, is... Then you end up with cards like this, $75 or $79 on pay-per-view yeah. for two, for two. And I know there's other like three or four other good fights, but that's not pay-per-view worthy. That's not pay-per-view worthy. And pay-per-view, you're going to steal at home a lot of these in, in MMA and especially in the mm-hmm. UFC, pay-per-view worthy is you're expecting five fights that you want to see. Mm-hmm. Five. Yep. So well, my, was- my biggest complaint has always been that we could potentially end up with it leaning towards boxing with the price going up, and you may start only seeing two, three good fights two. at the well, most. This is the what's kind of thing made, that you're looking at. And what's made the what's made MMA 
so popular was that you got you paid for five good fights and you got five good fights. With boxing, yep. it's been one. That's yep. it. Randomly, you'll get the the one the co-main event will have two good names, but they're they're generally up and comers that are really making a name for themselves because the main event fighters don't want to pay the the people underneath them because they're the ones ultimately paying them. You know, it's coming out of the main event card or pay per views or whatever it is. Eighty twenty. This fight. I, go ahead. No, I was, just, I was gonna ask you. Do you think that they're based on like how the quality does dip? Right, all these pay per views are the same price, and the quality does dip throughout the year because you can't. I mean, twelve pay per views a year, you can't have everyone be stacked. Should no, they have, have temp? You have to. Should they no, have tent poles? Should they have tent pole pay per views? No, what the, a tent pole um, is the pay per view. That's what you call a tent pole. It's a pay per view. No, no, but you know how like and and you guys are gonna hate me for saying this, but WWE has their big four per year, right? <laughs> I love they it. They have their yeah. big four, and then they yeah. have everything throughout the year is just kind of like your 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 you know you get excited about it, or whatever. But but like um it, in the pay per view model, could you charge more for like say four five tent poles, four tent pole pay per views, and then the rest of the pay per views are just yeah. you pay something, but maybe not quite that seven. In that but can I ask you a question? Dollars? How much more do you want them to pay? I mean. I mean, could your tent pole? I mean, what, what was the big one? What was that big card that you guys would say you'd pay a hundred bucks for this year that UFC's put on? Because if there's, because there was probably a pay per view. I'm trying to think off the top of my head, like a a, a fight that happened this year, but mm. it, it's not coming to me. Um, no, there hasn't the, been. Not this year. No, there there was year. there was yes there was there was a card that we were looking forward to. Was it the Islam and Charles? Which one it was. Uh, it might have been Islam and Charles. Might have been. Uh, it might have been Islam and Volkanovski. No, Islam and Charles was in. Well, yeah, that was the one in Perth, I think. Yeah, because Islam and Charles yeah. was last year in 2022. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I think, I think, Islam I think you and, can uh, get four. October of 2022 was Islam and Charles. You can get four cards, can't you? That um, You can get four cards that um, a year that are stacked to the gills. Mm -hmm. And you can charge 100 bucks for. Oh, come on. Rest... Dave. Dave. Yeah. Dave. They can... They can do whatever they want, but when you're taking a look at pay-per-view, you're mm -hmm. asking people to put their money down on that. So you, you look and you make those, the the cards that, I don't, we, I mean, we've seen mm -hmm. really good fights on the, on the Vegas 74 or whatever it is, you know, Apex. Apex there there yeah. sometimes there's some good, you know, main event fights. Put those on fucking pay-per-views. The Apex so fights just, are are the Cara France versus you know Albazi. Great, you know those so are you free. Think make make those cards. Make the free cards just just really your your mm. you, the fights you need to make to 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 fulfill your obligations, and then make your pay per views the fights that people actually want to pay money for. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's why we're paying the money, Dave. You. They're paying the no, money because I want to see I'm the damn saying. fight. I'm asking here, your opinion. No, my my opinion is this. Seventy-nine dollars is it seventy-nine or seventy-five? I just quit looking. Well, at it, it, ends, it ends so up being expensive. eighty-four. Let's just be honest. Yeah. With taxes exactly. and everything, it's, it's like eighty-four yeah. bucks. So, look, if you want to do a once a year hundred-dollar card where it's every single fight, or even all the way through the the some of the prelims, the top three prelims, I'm down. But outside of that, I mean, realistically, this is not pay. This card, this whole card, is not pay-per-view worthy. There's like I said, the one fight that I'm worth this whole that makes this whole thing worth is Charles Oliveira and Benil Dariush. The yeah. other fights, as much as I love Dan Ige, as much as I like Landwehr, as much as I like uh, Mike Malat, as much as I like Imovov and Chris Curtis, that's gonna be a great fight. Yeah, but that, no, that's the prelim. You. 
So that one's free. But that's what I'm saying, though. But those fights, like, I would have expected that Imovov would have been on the main card. But then that's the, that's the main event for the prelims. Yep. One, two, three, four. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. That's the main event on the prelims. So it's Chris Curtis is never getting past prelims again after his comments last time. <laughs> Chris I Curtis. Just, I'll watch Chris Curtis fight anytime. Chris Curtis brings yeah. it every fucking fight. I love Chris Curtis as a fighter, mm -hmm. so they can be as mad at him as they want. That dude is awesome. Yeah. Look, this is I I really I really believe. Look, ask me ask me this or answer me this, John. When when we talk about because there was a lot of talk going on with Bellator being bought, da 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 da. Um, let me ask you this. As and what do you see happening if let's just say you wrap into say PFL buys it, or let's say another investment group buys it. If a promotion goes away. What happens? You start getting more of these pay-per-view cards because now there's less of a threat. And not that there ever was a threat, okay? But what it is is that you start getting yourself spread. The You know, Bellator is free pretty much. You got you pay, what, $10 for Showtime and Paramount if you, if you bundle it up, which you can, okay? And then you have PFL, which you have the ESPN ticket or ESPN Plus, whatever it is, to watch PFL if you're going to watch it there. Whatever it is, you're paying 15 bucks, you get two promotions. But you're going to get more pay-per-views like this. And that's what my biggest fear has always been with, with MMA because we've always had five good fights for pay-per-views. And as not as of lately, but a lot, is the Apex cards now aren't as good. Um, you get one or two good fights. This is an Apex-type card outside of the fact that Charles Oliveira and Benil Dariush is on there and Amanda Nunes is on there. But this is not, this is not a pay-per-view card. There's good fights, but it's not close. It's not even close. And for $74, $79, it's $84, $84. with tax and everything. At the end of it all, it's a lot. It's a lot. You're asking people, especially now with pretty much we're in like a, a little recession right now, and it's going to get a little bit probably worse here coming up. You're asking people to dive into their pockets paying $79 or $84 at the end of the day. It's a lot, man. And I, my fear was always that we would end up getting things like this and making it look more like boxing. And when you do that, it's going to start ruining the sport. We're gonna, we've already flooded the market with it with you know 52 shows or whatever a year and then when the, the pay-per-views are because dave's literally saying hey let's do pay-per-views at 84 dollars 79 dollars that costs 84 and then four times a year let's charge even more no for the other right. for, for four more fights yes I think you, you were less. no i think you can charge less for the for others. they won't do that why We're would i go less that. you you can't ever go backwards dave it doesn't it just doesn't happen well, more buys I'm no, saying, no, no. Like, if, if you it doesn't less, matter you if I'm if buys. I'm making fifteen dollars more per pay per view, I don't care how many people buy it. I'm making more money. I mean, I know you care how many people buy it, but I'm saying, why would I go backwards? Well, and on. I would You're just not... have a stack more how, four, how, four more. How many times have you seen? Have you seen any promotion, mm. be it in MMA, boxing, whatever, go backwards in their price? That doesn't. They're happen. not with. With the type of inflation that's going on across uh, the country right now, they're not going backwards, buddy. Everything's going up. Everything. Well, you man, know? I don't know if it'd be if you call it backwards as much as you would call it restructuring. That's backwards. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Have you seen the movie Goodwill Hunting? And the guy's like, "Hey, how come I got let go?" His old management was restructuring. <laughs> He's like, oh my, "Oh my god, fired!" He's like, "I got let go." Oh man, management was restructuring. That's great. Um, oh, ultimately, I think the UFC's doing Benil uh, injustice because he's marketable. He's got a great fighting style. You know, um, he if he can finish Charles and kind of put himself on the map and kind of start making this happen, oh, man, this will go into the next one. Who does he fight next? I think Benil will end up fighting for the title. 
I think he fights for the title, John. I think it's an absolute hundred percent deal if he wins. I think this. He, de- he deserves to fight for the title. He's and, he, and I'm going to be honest. He's a threat to Islam. The way he fights is a threat. And I love you know everyone knows I'm a homer for my boys and and, John, and John's laughing inside because he's like yep you fucking homer but I'm a, I'm a homer man but I love watching Benil fight but Islam he's very straight up and down he understands like if punches don't if punches come in a normal direction which is the way that Charles fights which is the way that some of the other guys they come with a stiff jab they come with a straight right good left hooks good right hooks whatever it is everything is traditional. Guys like Benil, they fight very awkward. They come punches and kicks come from different angles. It's almost like that throw the head kick, and as I miss the head kick, I do the spinning back fist. Those type of things are the things that will throw Islam off. And I think when I see the way that Benil fights, that's a threat to Islam. It just, it's a fight that kind of makes me a little nervous, man. But I get nervous for, for all the guys every time my guys fight. Anytime I'm friends with someone, I get nervous for him. John knows. I'm fucking yes, wrecked. <laughs> I'm a wreck. But that that fight right there, it's it was really kind of to be honest, it was main event. It's main it's main event worthy, absolutely. So, but I mean, I know Amanda's the champion, so you're gonna put her there in that spot. Oh yeah, you're gonna put her. But then let's go back to what you were talking about, John. You've got you've got um, the BMF titles on the line against yeah. Gaethje and and Dustin. The winner of that, do you see the winner of that fighting the winner of Darius and Oliveira? No. Oh no no no! Sorry, uh, the win- the winner of Darius and uh, sorry, the winner of Darius and 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 Charles will fight Islam. But the winner of Islam and this fight will end up fighting the winner of that because Islam that. hasn't fought either one of those guys. No, I, I, as it actually takes place, that makes sense that it that it could happen that way. But mm-hmm. it's you know that it, it, that's a ways down the line and everything. But yeah, when you're looking, you're saying you've got. Poirier and Gaethje, mm-hmm. I mean, they're almost exactly the same in their last, yeah. you know, eight, ten fights. It's, you know, close as far as the records. They both have had championship fights. They both lost. They both fought Habib. They both lost to Habib, you know, but they are, they both fought Chandler. They both beat Chandler. Mm-hmm. They've got all these things that are, you know, just very common, but they've had that one fight between them also. You know, and, and that fight, don't forget that fight because they both had their moments in that fight. Mm-hmm. JT had his moments, and then Poirier had his moments. But, yeah, I could definitely see the winner of that being the person sitting in the number one. But you always have, you know, things happening behind the scenes that the UFC goes by rankings until they decide we're not going to go with those rankings. <clears throat> they go and, by rankings until there's a bigger that. money fight ahead, That's which is right. smart on their part absolutely their job is to make money i'm not you know i'm not i'm not putting them down for it it's just that at times you can look at someone like a benil dariush and go man it's just not fair yeah it's true but like i said i think benil if he gets a if he gets an impressive win a dominant performance doesn't have to get the finish i would like to see him get the finish if he hits a if he gets a dominant performance i think there's a good chance that 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 puts him in i know it puts him in the title shot but People start buzzing more about him because the way he fights, it's it's almost like yeah, I almost consider it reckless, careless, because he knows he can fight anywhere. So at times, all right, let's move on. All right, you got Michael Mike Malat against Adam Fugit. Like it's a good fight. Malat came coming to the UFC. I believe he's got two fights now in the UFC. He's looked good. 
He's done what he's supposed to do. You know, he's uh, yeah, Mickey Gall. That's the one I really remember. You know, he knocked out Mickey Gall. And uh, he's looked great doing things. He's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't say anything bad about him. Same with Adam Fugit. He's got, he's come on and he's really turned it on. He's he's doing good. That's a good matchup. It's just not a pay per view card main event. Yeah, I mean not. We well, have nine and card. one versus nine and three. I mean the two of them should have a great fight, you know. But I mean honestly, I'm looking more towards Dan Ige. I love Dan Ige. He's a grinder. He can that get out should there. be he can knock. that should be a a war. It should be both guys come forward and both guys take big shots. Both guys tough as hell. Both guys do have good chins. I think Ige's got a little bit better chin, but you know Nate, he has proved himself to be tough as tough as nails, and he's got I don't know he's got something in him. He just doesn't stop. He keeps coming after you, and man. He's got that confidence that he can do it to everyone. So you know it's he that's a great. That's a fun yeah. fight to watch. It doesn't have any true meaning, I no. guess, if you're really looking about. Yeah, I, I think it would move Nate up in the featherweight division, but it's not putting someone in a position for a title fight or anything like that. No. But it's a it's a fight if you wanted to watch two guys bite down on, mouth, on their mouthpiece yeah. and go after each other. I think that's, that's the one. See, Dave, to go back to your question, though, is that then John just hit on it right there a split second ago. If I'm going to pay $79... I'm going to pay $100, as you were insinuating, which is just fucking ridiculous. Okay, four times a year, by the way. Four times a year. You're going to be there soon. Watch. Yeah. If I'm going to pay that, I want almost every fight on the main card to have some sort of title implication. Yeah. If I'm going to pay that kind of money, every single fight on that main card needs to have some sort of title implication. Am I now the number one seed to fight next for the title or not fight next for the title, but have one more fight to fight for the title? Like every fight should have Charles Oliveira, Benil Dariush worthiness. You know, like, hey, this winner of this potentially is going to fight for the title. It doesn't make any sense if, for me to continue to, to pay more um, if, if it doesn't have title implications for $100. Oh, man, you're killing me here, Dave. I mean, $400 a year. It's ridiculous. But George, I'm not, I'm not saying that that's the card that is $100. I, I'm, my point is that you, charge, you can charge less for a card like that one. Mm-hmm. And you can charge, um, <clears throat> you can charge more. So you take a look at. Yeah. I just pulled up the Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman one, right? Um, Gaethje and Fiziev, which yeah. could have been tight. That's could have a been great implications. Yeah, that's but that's a. You look at that fight and you go, yeah, that does have implications because mm-hmm. if Fiziev beats Gaethje, mm-hmm. that's moving him up into the yeah. upper echelon, and he's the yeah. guy that you can look at for a title fight. Gaethje is keeping even himself in title contention. Down there at the end, Vittori versus Delizzi. That would be, to me, a, not title implications, but that puts one of them that's right close. there. In that, hey, one more fight. One uh, more fight. I mean, yeah. that's one where you look at Delizzi was on such a run yeah. that he beats Vittori in that. He's right there. Mm-hmm. But then but he lost, but then take, lost a split decision. Like Sanhagen and Vera. Sanhagen and Vera would have been a good one. Roll with, with me on this. So that if that uh, England card had uh, Vera and Sanhagen and Jan and Davis Valley, right? Um, I had them on there, and you could take the two. You could take any two fights out of the main card from Edward Zussman. Uh, you could take you could take Gunnar and Barbarina, make that make that the main event in place of Jan and Marab, mm-hmm. and then you could take um, Jennifer Meyer and Casey Neal and make that the main event of uh, Sanhagen and Vera, and put those two on here. Right now, now you're at a, now you're at a card that is 
worth a hundred dollars if it's one of your four tent pull right your once a quarter big cards and mm-hmm. then uh your pay-per-views like this one that we're getting on saturday night yeah um that can be your you know 45 50 dollar maybe less I, than that that pay-per-view dave we we get what you're saying i really do i really do but look if you guys, anyone listening to this show, go down in the comments section and tell Dave how ridiculous he sounds. Okay, because I mean that's what. I don't look, and I, I understand. What, I understand. I'm not trying to pick apart what you're saying. I'm simply saying, with with what's going on right now across the country, inflation, recession, people, you know, I mean, people losing their jobs, even here in the Bay Area, Silicon Valley. I mean, I believe Facebook just did 15 or 25, 20,000 layoffs. That's a lot. I mean, so when you're talking, I'm talking about everybody. Like that $100 four times a year, that's $400. People are going to be hurting to, to to feed their families, all these type of things. It's a lot to ask right now. And I'm not saying you can't do it down the, down the, down the, down the way. I just, I think companies will never go backwards. It's like giving someone a job promotion. Okay. I put you up there at, you know, you're now the assistant manager and you're not doing it. You're not doing a good job. I don't demote you. I just fire you and let you go. If you can't no, do the you job, might, you be, might- you might diversify your structure, right? You might you might have like um instead of like a, a head general manager, you might have like two assistants that report to you as a way to kind of split split however the job is being done, right? And so oh, you're obviously going to pay both of those less because and they're not they're not holding the same weight. Yeah, that's very rare. I'm just that's giving you an rare. example. If if I'm going to be an assistant manager, I'm not getting paid. I'm not going to do it for half the price just because I have someone else that can do the. We're both What's sharing jobs. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a different time. I just, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> you're basically telling your base. Your base. It must. It must have happened to you at some point where they said you were not good enough to be the full assistant manager. So let me give you some help and pay you half. No, so. I was. The, I was the. Uh, I was the top. We're gonna make you the assistant assistant manager. Yeah, we're making you the assistant to the I said, assistant I don't manager. need. I, I don't need a GM. I just need a. I just need two assistants, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dave used to work. What, what company was that for? I'm not gonna put it on you. Nah, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna not throw gonna it out there. No. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's get back to All the right, cards. Let's go back to the fights there. All right. All right, we do have what Eric, Eric mm-hmm. Anders taking on uh, Mark Andre Barrio. Like, Mark Andre's tough, man. I really like, you. but again, see there, okay? Like, <laughs> Mark Andre, we says two and two in his last four. I think Eric Anders might be two and two in his last four. I know he's one and two in his last three. I can't think of the fight before that, but yeah, not not a fight that I I disagree in watching. I like to watch it, but it's not main card on a pay per view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like for me, I'm gonna go right to the to the uh, Imovov versus Chris Curtis fight. That's that's sorry, bud. Okay, that's more. <clears throat> You know, I mean, you look at what Imoff can do. You look how Chris Curtis got the power in the hands, got great takedown defense. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a gamer. Every yep. single time he's bringing the fight. I don't know if you, I know you have, but if you guys are listening to the show, if you guys not talked to him, if you guys, if you guys have talked to him, go ahead and throw something down in the comments. His voice completely threw me off. And not only did it throw me off when we were in LA, his facial interactions, his, the way he talks and communicates, he's so nice, but in a very like, I don't, I don't know. It's almost like in a very, uh, just a nice guy, man. You could tell, you could tell that's the way he normally is. He's hilarious. He's hilarious. He's fun. He's, and then are, are him and uh, Strickland doing a podcast together? 
I don't know, but him and Strickland, you know, they train together all the time. You look there. at him, all right, right there is trouble. <laughs> just <laughs> trouble. I love them both. These guys, I'm telling yeah. you, man, after talking with him for about 15 minutes, uh, 15, 20 minutes in L.A. when we had the uh, CBS card for Bellator, it was hilarious. And then I'm thinking to myself, man, Strickland and him together, the shit that yeah. comes out of Strickland's mouth, and then the Chris oh. Curtis – Man, these two guys would be like must-watch TV. <laughs> I could totally make us. I could make a reality show out of these two guys. Oh my god! Hilarious, hilarious. But uh, how, how does how does Chris Curtis get it done, and how does Imovov get it done there? Uh, I think you know Imovov gets it done by being a guy that stays true to who he is. Mm-hmm. Don't sit there and try to get into a brawl. Yeah, Chris Curtis is a guy that can brawl. You need to be a technician in this. You need to kick. The legs of Chris Curtis, you need to use those kicks and use them consistently through the rounds. Use your good wrestling takedown defense, but also your grappling as far as your clinch game. Getting into a clinch with Curtis is a good idea. It takes away a lot of his ability to land big, powerful shots, and it gets his arms a little heavier. Make him work in that. Yeah, That's the way to do it. But Chris Curtis, you know he's going to go out there and he's going to wing big shots. And so you need to be smart in when you're putting yourself in range. And when he does wing the big shot, straight shots down the middle that get there faster are going to do good things for you. Yeah, I look at uh, Imovov. He's going to have to clinch, like you said, to kind of fill up Chris Curtis's arms, make him yep. slow him down a little bit. Also, throw throw body kicks, but throw body kicks to the shoulder. Those type of things. Yeah. Kind of like get, get the kicks up yeah, by get, the, the, get the, the forearm. Get the arms heavy. The, gets, yeah, the, get the, the shots will come out slower. Yeah, so you start throwing those. Also, if you throw in the body kicks like up by the arms and up by the heads, it's keeping Chris Curtis's hands loyal to his chin. So it's harder for him to get off and throw unless he times it. So you're going to have to set him up properly so you don't get time to get dropped or hit clean with a straight right or you know a pop and jab as you're throwing the kick. But uh, you know, I look at Chris Curtis. He's going to do what he does, man. He's going to sprawl and brawl, keep it on the feet. You know, let the let the he, he can wrestle though too. No, you know, can. he can do some clinch work. He's nasty in the clinch with some good uh some good elbows and some good tight boxing. So I look for I look for this fight to be a pretty damn good fight. Now, Dave, can you look up on another website? Can you see if Roundtree actually has an opponent? Because here we are week of. Maybe maybe another website <laughs> has it up. So let's uh let's figure out. But Khalil's good. He's powerful. He's got he's got heavy hands, big kicks. He's a dog. He will come out and he'll grind after it. But if there's anyone that they have him matched up with. No, so the last thing I'm seeing is Chris Ducas out. Um, usually, Sherdog's good about having the opponent up to date. If I go to UFC.com, for example, you'll see it probably still has Ducas on there, even though he's out. Um, what about uh, Tapology? Would they have the card? Yeah, I went. Yeah. I just went to Tapology right now. He's not on the card. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Here's here's UFC's main card. Um, Got it. Khalil, Khalil. Nope. He's not even on there. Not even on there. No. Nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I don't think he's going to be there. All right. <clears throat> All right. Well, then the fight fell off. Yep. All right. Well, let's get into the next fight. Yeah. Miranda Maverick coming off of a very nice win against Jasmine. Jazz Davidius. I can't say her name. Jazz yeah. Davidius. I don't even know. Is that a, is, is juice of it? Jusa Davidis. Anyways, let's just call her Jasmine. See, Jasmine. <laughs> Jasmine. Miranda against Jasmine. Look, Miranda is Miranda can fight mm-hmm. anywhere. Actually, she's got good stand up, but she's really got 
a dominating ground game. Jasmine, very good fighter. This is a good matchup. I think Miranda just has a little bit more in the yeah the power, the strength. The yeah, control. not just in the power, but I mean Miranda on the ground's not bad. No, she's, she's pretty good. good. So when I look at who can mix it up and who who has the better all around game, I think Miranda does. And Miranda's the way she's built doesn't make it easy for people to get around. She's nope. got the thick legs. She's got the thick. She's she's built for she's stout. She. Yeah, she's yeah. stout, man. So she's got some power in the hands. Plug. She's yeah, she's a little fire plug. So I'm looking yep. forward to to seeing her. Pull up her her record there for me, Dave. Uh huh. Uh huh. So she's got her win uh, off of Sh uh, Shanna Young, and then Sabina Mazo, two big wins. Good job, rear naked choke and one unanimous decision on the other. Uh, she lost to Aaron Blanchfield and Macy Barber right before that. Yeah, that a, Macy I remember Barber the Macy one Barber was... one. I remember that. I thought she beat Macy Barber in that fight, as I recall. Yeah. Macy was going through some weird shit at the close. time, whether it was the yeah. gym or whether it was personal stuff. But whatever it was, Macy Barber's kind of fixed that. Click on Macy yep. Barber for me. Click on Macy Barber. I'm making Dave earn his money today. I tell you, man, he's going to go all <laughs> over the place. No, scroll down. I want to see her record. There we go. Okay, so Andrea Lee, Jessica I, uh, De La Rosa, Miranda Maverick. You know, she lost to the champ, now current champ, Alexa Grasso, and then Modafari. Modafari. Modafari is the one she blew out her knee. Yeah, that's true. That's right. I remember that now. Yep. Uh, and the Alexa Grasso fight. But the Miranda Maverick fight was a, it was a split. I remember her. She should, She didn't deserve to win that fight. So. Uh, Miranda Maverick's good. She's really good. Good all the way around. Going to be a good fight. And but I'd like yeah. to see the two of them meet again here soon. That'd be a good, a I good uh, get back fight for both of them to show who was I actually agree. the winner. I agree. Good stuff. All right, John. Is there anybody else on this fight you want to talk about on this card? Nope. Nope. All righty, nope. 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 we're going to wrap this up on the UFC talk for this weekend's pay per view. And um, you know, keep an eye on. Make sure you guys watch that Charles Oliveira Darius fight. Start th start throwing some some uh, some recognition behind Benil Darius if he gets that win, man. Give him some love, Mister Salt and Pepper, Mister Model Runway Model. Not Darius. gonna be easy to get that win. <laughs> no, it won't be easy. It won't be no. easy. All right, next, what do you got for us, Dave? All right, um, which one is the PFL here? PFL's got a good card coming up. Does it? Brendan Lachnane against Jesus Penedo. That is a tough fight. For Mr. Jesus Pinedo, but he's he, mm -hmm. both guys come in liking to stand up and bang, and so should be a, a a really fun fight to watch. I love the way that that Brendan goes after his opponents, picks them apart, he gets that distance down, and really starts working at him. We're going to see if Pinedo can uh, alter his ability to do that. He's no longer the champ, which I think is the most ridiculous thing I've ever it's heard in my life. The stupidest thing won, ever. He's the fucking you won champ. The title. No, beat him. Yeah, you've won the title the last season. Carry it over. Let it transfer from season to season. Whoever wins it, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. It, it drives I mean, me crazy, man. Well, but it's it's their format, and they, they can do with it as they want, but it, it just doesn't make sense that you have wow. a guy that goes out, beats oh. everyone the way he's supposed to, gets that title fight, wins your title, yeah. but because the year is up, now the title goes away. That's yeah. not. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Look, uh, you know what I've liked? I follow uh, Brendan on social. What I really like is that he's he seems to be taking being the champ and winning it very seriously. 
And so I think that you're going to see an even better Brandon Lockton in this fight. I think you're going to see an even better one. I think he finally, like in the last season, he, he was believing that he was good. He knew he was good. He knew he had the potential of of uh, winning the whole thing. But I, I think what we have seen before in the past, sometimes when they win the million dollars and their, their purse and all these other things, they get comfortable. They get complacent. I don't think you're going to see that from this young man. You know, I think you're going to see him come out with fire in his, in his eyes, and his hands. He's going to let it go. He may go out there and have too much fun that may cost him because he's somebody that I think he's, he's lit a fire in his ass. I'm this good. I know I'm good. I know I can do this well, again. He's, he's got a fire in his ass. Yeah. But, but it's the question of what's the fire? Because do me a favor. Pull up Brendan Lockman's uh, record there. When's the first time that you saw Brendan fight? Make it bigger. There we go. <laughs> Make it Even with my glasses, it's so small. Yeah. Um, it was the uh, Shaymore Morais. Morais fight. Yep, that was the Shaymore? first time I saw him. Yep. Okay. And I, I will tell you, I, I watched the first time I watched him fight was back in ACB. I think it was AC. Uh, can't remember if it was AC. I think it was Sheffield. Well, he fought Pat, huh? Yeah. Yep. And he had a broken arm in that fight. In the Pat Healy he kept fight? Fighting. Yep. Kept fighting the whole fight. And was right there in winning it. And uh, he had a hard time stopping Pat in the takedown once yeah. his arm was broken. So did I. And uh, <laughs> Son of a but bitch. But then came back and won his next fight with a beautiful head kick win. And I, just in talking to him back then, you could see, hey, this this kid, he understands exactly what he needs to do. But if you go up right there, Bill Algio, he got a win. Yep. Now, now everyone understands how good Bill Algio is. But if you recall, he got a win in the Dana White's Contender Series, and he went and had the he, you know, it was a win. And he, I think he did a takedown right at the end of the fight. And Dana was like, oh, I'm not going to take someone. And Brandon Lochnane's whole thing is to show Dana White, you fucked up. Mm. You fucked up. And I'm yeah. going to prove it. And that's what he's doing. Take a look at that record. He's really, mm-hmm. you know, win, win, win. He's got one loss. One loss since that oh. Bill Algeo fight. And that's against a stud in Movlid, yeah. Kabalev. And, man, I'll tell you what. He's got a fire under his ass, Josh. And he's that guy that wants to stay where he's at because he just wants someone to now want him and look at him and go, fuck you. Yeah. And that's no, okay. I agree. I'd like to see him come to Bellator. <laughs> I would like to see him come to Bellator. Yeah. I think he'd be fun, man. I think he'd be he fun. I fun. wish he could. He's a good fighter, man. Yeah, he can fight his ass off. No, he can fight. He can fight for sure. You know, and Movlet is fucking nasty good. He's just a good wrestler. Yeah. He's got big power on the hands. Undefeated. Movlet yeah. is still good, undefeated. Good Was fighter. he twenty and twenty? And I think he's got one. He might have one uh, draw. Kick on Movlet. Click on Movlet there, buddy. Might have been a no contest. Try to keep up, Dave. Come on. <laughs> dun, We're dun, making dun, Dave dun. work today. Yeah, let me see twenty. No, go up so we can see his record. There's the his draw. Actual, his record. Oh, it was a majority uh, draw. It was against oh, Andre oh, Harrison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, what is he? Oh, he's, yeah, so he's 20-0. and 0, But he's got a yeah. draw in there. 
right? Yeah, one draw, one no contest. Yeah. So he's yep. he's twenty one and one. He's stud, man. He's back in this tournament. So remember last year he was out of it. It's almost like he wins it, takes a year off. Yeah, comes back, wins it again. Takes. I got to be honest, man. Well, they're PFL not going to keep around, him as champion. You can do that. <laughs> you got a million dollars. I'm going to be honest, John. When I was younger, if I would have known this was the format, I would have went right to PFL. Just <laughs> sucked up all my money. Hell I would have yeah, just man. made it, man. I'm like, damn. What was I doing? <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, so uh, let's talk the about the, on here. Look, the co-main of it is Movlid Kabbalah yeah. against Tyler Diamond. Tyler's a good fighter, but, man, he is up against it when it comes to yeah. Movlid and Movlid's wrestling, his control. He's just one of those guys that's hard to fight. He's a yeah. difficult fight, but. Well, he's short in stature. He's got big power in his hands. He does a lot of feints. He'll threaten the takedown because he knows that you're probably afraid of it. You get the takedown from anywhere, man. Yep. And he's very explosive. Uh, he's got a rock hard chin. That came out wrong as well. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he's got a granite chin. He's just one of those. He's one of those guys, man. When you when you when you see that he's on the go other back end to the, the rock bracket, hard. Rock hard chin, baby. <laughs> He's one of those guys you got to deal with, and you're like, man, this guy's on the other side of the bracket of me. This is not where I want to be. So, yep. but hey, Tyler Diamond's a tough dog. Anything can happen. That's why we fight the fights. Uh, yep. What else you got? Uh, there's a couple fights in here that are actually good. Joshua Silveira doesn't get enough recognition. The kid is good. That is the son of Conan Silveira. Uh, he's fighting the PFL lightweight, light heavyweight uh, bracket. He's going up against. Uh, Delon Monte, he should get a win there. That's yeah. all about you know the the point thing and everything right now. I think he's sitting there in a good position with quite a few points off of his first you, win. You said lightweight out of Sylvia. I was like, how I the said, hell is the lightweight? lightweight. Wait, wait, stop. You said, said lightweight light first. Right I did. You said lightweight. lightweight first. I did. Let me Let's finish. He didn't let me finish. No, no, no. I was going to say, ahead. how did a lightweight ever come out of Conan? That's what I want to know. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> I was like, wait, you said lightweight first. I did. That's true. Uh, You do have, you got Marlon Moraes on here going against Gabriel Braga. Shouldn't be fighting. Uh, It's killing me, man. Yeah. I I love Marlon. He's he's lost his last six in a row. Uh, And it would have, I think, okay, Josh, I don't know if I'm right, but I believe his last win was a fight that a lot of people thought he lost in. Yep. We talked about Jose Aldo. Yeah, Jose Aldo. You know, and you look and you go, he could have even more losses because that I think that was his last win. And it's not, you know, he he just he just fought, you know, lock name. And he looked he was looking he looked good for a while. He Mm -hmm. just can't maintain it and he's getting hit with shots that are hurting him. He's been knocked out too many times. Yeah. It's just not safe for him to be fighting anymore. I I I really I just don't want to see him get hurt. Yeah, his last. And then he had the loss to Henry Sudo right before that, before too. So he's got. Yep. Had he lost the Jose Aldo fight, it'd be how many losses in a row? Eight. Jeez, man. Jeez. Yep. All right, go back to the card. Uh, what do you think of the uh, Kudo versus Chris Wade fight? Ah, that's a. Look at Ryoji Kudo is good, he's a solid fighter. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't have the style to beat Chris Wade. Yeah, Chris Wade's too good a wrestler. He's going to put him on his back. Is hard to submit. It's just, in my opinion, stylistically, that's a hard fight for Kudo. 
Yeah. I also go up to uh, the number nine fight, Bubba Jenkins versus Bin Joe. Sung Bin Joe. Like, like Bubba's got the same type of thing. The wrestling may be too much. The top control is going to be too much. And Bubba's found a little bit of a comfort zone now in his uh, in his ability to stick, keep it on the feet. Yeah. He's getting right up to that, right up to the finals every single time and just can't seem to get it done. He's, he's going to have to win it one of these times, man. You got Daniel Spahn, who just did the bare-knuckle boxing against Chris Camozzi. Mm-hmm. He's in here in a light heavyweight fight against Ty Flores. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, what do you think? Anything else? Yeah, there is there is one in here that's actually a good fight. Uh, Taylor Johnson fought in Bellator for a while. Very good wrestler. Very good leg locks. Going against a guy who's a you know ex, ex-UFC, Andrew Sanchez. Dirty Sanchez there. That's it. Light heavyweight. It's not at middleweight, which both guys go back and forth, it seems like, in it. But Taylor Johnson against Sanchez is actually a good matchup. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that's going to wrap up our PFL talk. Dave, what else you got for us, buddy? Uh, anything you want to say on one, and then we'll jump into some boxing here. Ooh. Mm. Uh-uh. One, two, I three, I gotta, four. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. I don't know who these guys are. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna yeah. make up shit. You know. So I have never. Uh, how do you even say I that never, name? I don't shine, know. shine, Chagtiga, shine, Chagtiga, Zolt Zigzig. Well, have a good Zolt Friday Zigzig. night anyway. One. Uh, we yes. Wish you have a great Friday night. And without let's hop into some boxing. And on <laughs> Saturday night we have um, Josh Taylor versus Teofimo Lopez Jr. Hmm? Yeah, that's the, for Taylor's uh, Jr. Welterweight title. Look at you know, Teofimo Lopez came on the scene with a with a great performance, really against you know Lom, uh, Lomachenko, and man, he's he's got power in his hands. He's fun to watch, but he's open, and he is wild at times. Taylor, very smart fighter, very good technician. I actually think this is going to be a fun fight to watch, though. Mm. I think you know it, it's Taylor's title on the line. Lopez could win it. At any time, he's got heavy hands, big power. We'll see, you know, kind of like got that, you know, kind of like, you know, like tank a little bit, but he's just got a couple losses based upon he's open. Yeah. Lopez is just good, man. Good yeah. movement, good, you know, he's good all the way around. Taylor's got, he's got some good pop to him, you know, he's, but I'm looking for, I'm just, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited to watch the fight. But John, like, Look, July looks pretty good, man. You've got um, Inouye's fighting, and then you've got uh, July 29th, you've obviously got Spence and Crawford. Hello. We talked about that a little bit last week. That's going to be, I hope I hope nothing. Please, knock on wood, that nothing happens to that fight. Yeah, exactly. Leave that fight in place. And then did you see what Nate said? He's like, hey, we're going to have to move this fight. <laughs> Nate, Nate is not into the... Uh, no. The... The testing for marijuana that Texas has, whatever for whatever reason, figured out is so necessary. Um, yeah, he wants to move that fight, but we'll see what happens with it. Yeah, all right. Andre Ward made some some good comments about you know yes, Andre's going to be working with Nate. He made some good comments about that fight and stuff. And look, you're going to talk about a guy that knows. Andre knows. Andre has used Nate many times as one of his sparring partners, and Andre was a pretty decent boxer not bad mm-hmm. no i yeah he was pretty damn good um <laughs> pretty damn good pretty how about undefeated good. throughout his damn career 
Yeah, he is pretty damn good. Um, I mean, I had we had Andre at AKA all the time. He was there probably, yeah. I'd say, you know, at least once or twice a month sparring with some of the guys out of the gym there. And man, he had, he could do some work. Very impressive. Very impressive guy. Dude could fight uh, everywhere. Super nice too. Inside, yep. outside. Well, like what made him so good was that he can make you miss and make you pay. Yeah. And the way that Virgil trained him was make sure making sure that he never took damage, making sure that well, he learned how to box without getting hit. It wasn't about, you know, standing well, and banging and making this. It wasn't about being tough. Fight. It was about being yeah, smart. Yeah, it wasn't about showing your balls. It was definitely, right. you know, let me show you how sweet uh boxing can be, the sweet science of boxing can be, because he can do it. He can do it all, mm -hmm. man. He was very impressive. Um yeah, he had a lot of good things to say about Nate. He's like, Look, if we can just avoid uh jake paul's big overhand right he's like i don't see this i don't see it being a problem he basically said nate will be there in that in those later rounds and he's gonna be able to touch you and touch you put the pressure touch you talk to you this is the other thing and i've said this before with myself one of the most difficult things to deal with is somebody talking shit to you while you're fighting if you're not used to it and and it's usually jake paul being able to do it but if you if if jake paul is getting backed up we saw in his last fight he doesn't fight well going backwards he fights well when he's the bully he's no, not a there's good one nail. there's one good thing going for jake paul in this he's bigger no nate cannot flip him off in the middle of the <laughs> ring this it's is impossible true. he can give him uh, the, maybe the up yours or something like that but no yeah. flipping off it's not going to work for him yeah, I look at I look at this uh, this fight, and I have to agree with Andre Ward. If he can get past the first two and a half rounds, maybe That's three about, rounds, yeah, I go the first three rounds. But I think if Nate just because he's southpaw, so the overhand right's not going to be as effective because Nate will just keep that left hand this up. Is right, you know, so that it won't be as as effective. And Nate's also used to dealing with people that are right handed and got the big right hand. So mm -hmm. it's where what gets to Nate is going to be the the straight body shot, you know, the straight right body to the to the body. Right to the gut, and then maybe a little overhand left, you know, something like that. But I don't know if Jake has that kind of power in his left hand that he does in the right. Or he hasn't utilized it yet. Now, can Nate put enough pressure on him to make him respect him? You know, Nate's not a super fast guy. He's Nate's not super uh, fast. He's not super powerful. But he does present a problem with volume. He takes away your timing. Mm -hmm. He takes away that comfort zone where you feel like you have a control of when these engagements occur. And he makes you fight at a pace that is just uncomfortable. Jake John, is not used to fighting at an uncomfortable pace. You saw that in his Tommy Fury fight. Yeah. Yeah. But Tommy Fury was finally the size of him. You know, yes. he's been fighting guys smaller than him his whole his whole time. Oh yeah. I mean, outside of Anderson Silva, but even Anderson was not is not a big he's he's big, tall. tall. But the weight is about the same. Um but can can Nate does Nate have the size to push him backwards? Yeah, that's the question. No, he does. He does just based upon this. Boxing is about range, and it's about understanding that range that you're in. And when someone keeps taking that range away, what's your options, Josh? Come on, you know what's your options? To stand and to bang. Stand and bang. Or to laterally start to move and yeah. then engage, right? So what's Jake gonna end up doing? He's gonna start running. He's gonna end Get up on his bike. He's gonna at the beginning, he's gonna start to move mm -hmm. because that's the smart thing to do. I'm not gonna sit here and just play your game. I'll, and so he will start to back up. And then he's gonna try 
to take over that and he's going to try to come forward and Nate's going to just stand his ground. Yeah. And bang with him. So, I do I do think he'll be able to put put him backwards. It's just there's a mindset to to being that guy that doesn't take the step backwards. Nate doesn't take a lot of steps backwards. That's true. I I think look, this is the the thing that bothered me about this fight. It should have been 10 rounds. This is favors this to me it favors because oh. of the size. No. Yes. Oh, it should absolutely. Have been. Yeah, it's only absolutely. Eight. I know. Well, that's because he's the he's the eight round champion. That's <laughs> yeah. all he does. Well, he lost his last eight round fight, so I don't yeah, know if he's the he champion. Did. That's right. Tommy Tommy's the eight round champion now. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I mean, look, I'm looking forward to all those. What else you got for us, Dave? All right. Um, John kind of touched on it earlier, um, with the McGregor Chandler thing, but um, tough thirty one numbers came out and show that um half it it got the opening episode last week got half the views less than half the views at connor got in the original ultimate mm-hmm. fair with uriah faber Any a thoughts? lot's changed i mean like let's be honest a lot's changed since then the mojo has been it's not the same as it was from before so you know there's not much else to say i mean like everyone did you watch Chris, it no did you watch it. it no i watched I did, it i did you? watched it i did and, and it's it's so funny because you know, you're looking at things and, and knowing, you know, people in there and knowing both, it, you know, Connor came in, did his normal, you know, thing and, and t- talked some snap and it was funny to listen to at times. But he made a key mistake, Josh. They're sitting there because, you know, the, you know, you, you know how they used to pick teams and it, you would pick one, they'd get, the other guy would pick one and it just went down the lines like they didn't do that. They had the, they had these guys in 155 and 135 pound groups two groups each guys that had previously fought in the ufc and what they called prospects prospects for the 135s people that had been in the ufc and had been released prospects for the 155 and people that had been in the ufc and been released mm-hmm. and as soon as i see it i'm like and i'm and one of the the, the first ones i see is jason knight is in the 155 pound, right? Jason Knight is just a fucking dog. Yeah. This is a guy that will fight till the death. He is just that kind of guy. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, so how are they going to break this up? And they come up with this whole thing of if you, if Connor wins the toss, it's this blue co- blue coin, red coin. If Connor wins the toss, he gets to pick what group. If he picks the 155 and he picks the prospects, then Chandler automatically gets yeah. the uh, UFC, you know, castoffs, and then Chandler gets the second one. So Connor goes and he wins the toss. And he goes with the 155 prospects. Stupid. And I was like, "Have you lost your mind?" So dumb. And it tells you everything you need to know about what yeah. he looks at in in the fight. I understand why he did it. But if you're looking at this type of situation, this scenario, this whole format, God know you want to go with the guys who have had experience there and everything, right? But he, and so Chandler gets the 155 UFC rejects, and he immediately goes with the 135 rejects. So he's got all the guys that have fought in the UFC. I'm like, Stupid. well, this ain't going to go good for Connor. Nope, it's this not. I don't, think, not I, don't think, I don't think Connor's going to win one fight. He may win one. He, towards, he may win one. Yeah, I don't think he's going to win. He may win one. Look, the the bottom line is anytime you have somebody with that type of experience, 
you got to go with the experience. Oh, my I mean, God. Now, don't get me wrong. There's going to be some young studs that are coming up. They just don't know what it's like to fight in front of Dana White <clears throat> and fight under the Everything. name of the UFC and fight in front of all. You know, you've got Connor on one side. You've got Chandler on the other. You've got uh, corners that are from the biggest gyms in the world. You've got finally you're in the cage with the refs that have big names, right? Like all these things. You're like, man, this is a lot to take in. Yep. And you're fighting someone who has five or six fights in the UFC. They're not concerned about shit. They fought yep. everywhere. They fought in probably PFL. They've probably fought in, in one. They've probably fought in LFA. They probably fought in a ACB or whatever it is. They don't give a shit anymore. They have nothing to worry about. They're like, look, if I get a win, I'm back in. I'm good. Yep. That's what I would have taken the cast offs or whatever it was. Oh my God. Way over the right away. Right Right away. I thought, I thought if you were going to do it, okay, okay, whoever gets the the toss is going to go with either the 135 or 155 cast offs. You know, pick your trip and then the the other ones will go the other way. Nope. I was like, well, that just said everything I need to know about what's going to happen here. (laughs) No. So, like, just to be in fairness, is, um, I haven't, I haven't seen, um, the show, but, I have seen clips on social media, you know, and some of the face to face or in the same room between him and Chandler. It's awkward. <laughs> it's awkward. Like it's like Chandler seems like he's kind of being like a nice guy, but Trying it's only almost almost like he's kind of a little bit in awe. I think like he kind of is like, oh, you know, like, oh, he's just kind of waiting trying, for, he's, he's waiting for he's Connor to, to, be, to dictate the conversation. He's trying to be respectful. Yeah. Yes, he's he is. trying to be respectful. But he's definitely taking the second tier. Oh yeah, he's letting Connor take over, and it's like, yeah, fucking, no, don't don't let him take anything, no. man. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's it'll almost, change. I think it'll yeah. change. You think so? I think he'll get tired of it. Let me ask you. He'll this. get tired of it. Do you think that? Do you think because he thinks the fight can't Chandler? Do you think he because he thinks the fight might be in jeopardy if it may never happen that he's got to kind of toe the line a little bit to kind of keep. Connor engaged I think if there'd be a lot more interaction where not disrespect but like bro I'm gonna knock you out like you can't stop my wrestling you definitely can't handle my power like I'm more explosive than you you know like you maybe have the reach but I mean I can do whatever I want to if Chandler took that approach I think you'd get a little bit more out of out of Connor I think you might get that but I think if if this doesn't if this show doesn't do well people aren't talking about oh man we're gonna see this fight I mean, you're saying half the views, two hundred ninety-four thousand views. Yeah. If, if if Connor's not, if Connor's like looking at it, going, "Hey, people aren't interested in me fighting you. Why would I take the Hold chance?" On. Josh, what does Connor have to do to, for this fight to even take place? What do you mean? He's got to join the USADA pool. He already has. He still hasn't been tested. Oh, they still. said he joined it though. Yeah. No. Still no. No. Yeah. Still no. Okay, well, okay, you know, when well. he first gets tested, that's when he's back in the pool. Well, he's already signed he back up for still it, so I don't know what not that means. Been tested, so th- he's still not there. That means it's six months away. John, I'm gonna have to check your sources, man. Six months, <laughs> dude. It's like, yeah. Well, I want to say this. I have nothing against Connor walking away. I understand, and I, I applaud him. There's no reason for you to fight anymore. No, there's nothing to prove. Okay, you've got all the the re. Why do you fight? You fight for the money. Okay, that's you were a prize fighter. Now he he likes the attention and everything, and that's fine. Great, but you've done all these things in the fight game, and you've done things outside of the fight game, and you've been a winner in those. You got nothing to prove, man. 
Yeah. You know, what's the reason to do it? The only reason to do it is your ego. Yeah. Okay, if you want to do it, but then jump back in the pool and let's get a date, but you still don't see a date. No, and I don't think you're going to see a date for a while. I could see it potentially happening maybe like on the December card. I could see that like the the, the year end. It's June. Yeah. I know. Okay, I know. And, and this is the whole point. It would have to be. So if it's not in December, it goes all the way to 2024. Yeah, it goes to the end of January or early February. Those are the biggest yeah. cards. But they always do that. The biggest cards are the end of the year, which is early December or right before, you know, a week or two before Christmas. And they do another big a big card to start off the new year around the end of January or the first week of February. That's the way that the fight schedule goes. We know this. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if look, if the numbers I think I think three hundred thousand, sure, it's not the big time numbers that they're used to getting. But TV has changed. Let's be honest. We've said this changed. over and yeah. over again. It, TV's I, changed. I, I, I don't look at I look at those numbers no. and it says less than half. It's a different it's a different it's market. A different it's era. a different people look at things they watch things differently. Yeah. It's completely different. It's a different era of TV. I mean, I can stream so many things that I'll, that'll never be detected in terms of where I watch it from. You know, whether it's CBS, right. whether it's yep. yeah, whether it's pay per views, whether it's box, what well, it doesn't matter. But the bottom line is, is, but does Connor look at this and go, people don't care if I fight you, and you're dangerous. So why would I fight you? Why would I not <laughs> fight somebody else? I'm just being honest. Let me get a win under my belt. Let me make. Let me bring more attention. Me winning is more important for the UFC than me fighting Chandler and Chandler potentially beating me and me having however many losses in a row. I can see that. If like, look, no, if there's no interest, why would he take the chance? The fight makes sense. If I'm the UFC, I'm going, man, this is going to be a fun fight. It makes sense. I'm excited. I'm really excited for the fight. If it does happen, are, are you? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I, I think but, it's fun to watch. But I think if, if Connor's agent... And and Connor sit down and go, look, the numbers weren't great for the tough show. Chandler's a real threat. And there's not really a lot of interest. There's not as much interest as we've seen before in other fights. Why take this fight? Let's pick somebody else. You know he's got the authority to do that. <laughs> the <laughs> just, authority or the I'm ability? Just, <laughs> the, well, he's got the authority, too, because he'll just run right to Dana and go, hey, I can change this fight anytime I want. And Dana's going to be like, ah, I wish you wouldn't, but I, I don't want you to. Yeah, yeah I don't want you to. Yeah, he's. I don't want you to, but it's gonna happen. Connor still kind of. I believe Connor still makes the choices when it comes to whatever he wants to do. They're gonna do whatever they can. It doesn't matter whoever he wants to fight. Yeah, pick and yes, yes and no. Yes and no. Mm. I, like, I, I, I do believe. You know, when when Connor was looking, you know, after his fight with, you know, he was looking for a fight. He couldn't get one because yeah. the whole thing with COVID. They didn't want to pay him. Yeah. The amount of money that you know he made based upon. Eh, this, this is not good for us we can't you know i can't get tickets yeah i can't put butts in seats it's going to be you know i'm losing money to do this i think we're going to put you on the on the you know just put you on the shelf for a little bit he was yeah. trying to get a fight couldn't get one understand understand next what else you got for us dave all right keep it coming buddy it. keep it coming let's go yep yep um a fate uh Fight a return that you may not want to see. Also, uh, Chris Weidman is supposedly set to fight Brad Tavares in Boston, mm -hmm. Massachusetts at UFC 292. Good. Return. I mean, return since the leg break. Good. Is it? Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, he's returning as light heavyweight. Is that what you said? No, Sorry, no. since the leg. Since the leg Middleweight. Break. Middleweight. Middleweight. What'd you say? Yeah, What'd Brad you Tavares. say? You said light something. I said since the leg break. 
Oh, the, the leg, leg break. break. Speak like. English, man. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it's killing me. Scottish people, man. You're I can't killing me, man. Damn word you're said. That's um, so freaking funny. More you, I think I think if Chris comes out, I think I think this is his last fight. I think he wants to prove that he can make a return. I think this is his last fight. Okay. I think, and I you know what? If for somebody like Chris Weidman, who's been around forever, is the champ, former champ. I mean, like I look at it, I it's just an absolute, just a fantastic person. Yep. I, I, if I'm the UFC, I gotta let him do it. You know, let, but let's let's have a conversation. If you look great and fantastic, and the legs holding up. And you go out there and you starch him or you take him down and submit him and control and everything like that. All right, cool. Maybe we'll have you for another one. But as soon as you lose, or as soon as you look like shit, then we cut you. Or not cut you, but we say, hey, it's time to cut. Let's kind of go our separate ways. Let's just call it what it is and you've aged out. Um, I believe that like in anything, okay, whether you're the president of the United States or whether you're a fighter or whether you're an athlete, you gotta. there's got to be an age out process. We've got to just cut ties. And so um, it's just time. And so if, if he looks good, hey, let's, we'll dabble maybe in another one. If he doesn't look good, maybe we just uh, it's time to time to call it quits. But I, I think I think okay. they're giving this to him like, hey, he you went through the rehab, you did all the work. We're hearing, you know, I'm sure that the UFC's hearing that you know he's been performing well in the gym. You know, he's been a long layoff. He's put the work in. He can do everything well. Let's give him a shot. Brad Tavares coming off of a loss to a knockout loss, by the way, and uh, just recently. So this fight will happen. When is this fight scheduled to happen? Does it say? Well, Jul- we've got two eighty nine this Saturday, so it'll be two ninety in July, ninety one in August, this is September. Okay, so September. So that gives Brad a little bit more time to kind of let his brain heal up a little bit. But you know he's back training. You know he's already back sparring. He's back doing all that stuff. So yeah. we'll see. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, na- name name me uh, Chris Weidman's. Last win. Shit, I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even tell you. Wasn't it Akhmedov? Uh, uh, Omari Akhmedov, right? Well, it was a close right. fight. Let me see. Oh, there it is. Let me see. It was a close fight. Yeah. Was Omari Akhmedov. Yeah. Then he beat yep. Gasolum before that. Yep, before that. But you know, you, there's he had you know those are the, those are his two wins since losing his title back. In 2015, yeah, okay, two wins Ooh. since 2015. Mm-hmm. I, well, you got to remember good. after the Luke fight, yeah, after the Luke fight, he lost to Yoel Romero by a nasty knockout, got TKO'd by Luke, but then yeah. he lost to Gegar Musasi by TKO as well. Um, then he beats Kelvin Gastelum by an arm triangle. Uh, he was going and he like was almost weird... knocked out in that fight, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I remember that. And then, uh, then he lost to Jacques Array, uh by knockout, which is was at the time that Jacques Array was getting away from the grappling and the wrestling because it was just too much on his body. <clears throat> he got knocked out. But then he goes up to two hundred five and fights Dominic Reyes, who's a fucking mountain of a man. Should have never been there because he started yeah, getting. He started started thinking to himself, "I'm cutting too much weight. I'm not having great performances at eighty five. Let me go up." Okay. You know, and this the size of the guys is so much different at that weight class. You know, so Amari Akhmedov gets a win, a decision over that, and then loses to Uriah, uh, Uriah Hall with the leg injury. I mean, you know, I have really bad allergies this year. This is horrible, man. <laughs> I can't stand. My nose Trust won't me. stop itching. Just wait till you're in Texas. Jeez. I just I look I look at 
you're absolutely right. Chris Weidman, I, I, I look in, in with the UFC, if they're saying, hey, you know, we'll, we'll give you another fight so you come back off of that leg injury. I totally understand. Yeah. I just don't want to see Chris get hurt. That's all. Yeah. I think Chris has been a, a great representative of the sport of MMA. I think he's he was fun to watch, especially when he was on his run, because mm-hmm. you figure he was undefeated up until <clears throat> that Luke Rockhold loss, wasn't he? No, wasn't shit, that his yeah. first loss? Yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. cow! Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that because I I remember I remember watching him fight uh, Mark Munoz in San Jose. In 2012, and I was like, "Oh, Mark's oh. gonna be able to take him down." Well, that I was, was like, nasty. I didn't expect. Yeah, was and na- he hit him that with that nasty. nasty elbow. Right? It was the elbow split, just nasty, wide open. I was like, "Holy yep. shit!" Yep. Because I was, you know, Mark was on a pretty good, decent, a decent run at the time. Also, he was yep. starting to kind of have a little bit of ish, like some, some. Chris like, took tough. Chris battles. took that fight. He took that fight like <clears throat> with ten days' notice or something like that. He was a last, last second replacement in that fight. But then and I went remember, out there and just dominated because that was right when the Strike Force UFC buyout happened. Yeah. And they had that they had that card on a fucking Wednesday at like two in the afternoon. The dumbest. I knew what they were doing. So stupid. But they had that fight at like at like two in the afternoon. They just didn't want to go to San Jose anymore. And then Dana came out. I was like, I thought San Jose was a fight town. Then I'm like, bro, the Bay Area is a fucking fight town. Look at all the <laughs> look at all the fucking fighters. You got the Diaz brothers. You got the Jake Shields. You got Gilbert Melendez. You got myself. You got Rockhold. You got DC. You got Uriah Faber. All out of the Bay Area. Shut your mouth. I was so pissed. I'm like, shut up. I thought, I thought the Bay Area. I thought San Jose was a fight town. I'm like, shut up. Um. Anyways, but after that fight, after he beats Mark Munoz. Weidman goes on and he beats Anderson Silva and then he beats him again. And then he beats Lyoto. Then he beats Vitor. And you're like, holy shit, man. This guy is fucking so good. Mm-hmm. But then I just remember his fight with Luke. I was like, man, he got exhausted. He got exhausted yeah. in that fight. Luke yep. was just on a different level on that night. And Luke had something going on with his, his foot. It was on medication too. And Luke got exhausted. Yep. He was gassed out after like the first yeah. round. Had to suck it was, up. What, wasn't that the, the spinning back fists or... That, that Weidman tried or a spinning back kick. He tried some kind of something. spinning move. Yeah. And that something. was, that was the downfall. Everything just went bad after that. Yeah. That was, he ended up underneath man. him, but yeah. He, good stuff, man. But Hey, I mean, yeah, he, like he, he's got to get, he's got to get this win. I think they're giving him the chance to say like, Hey, you made your return. It's a confidence thing. You know, like, let's yeah. see if you can do it. We'll give yeah. it a go. What else you got for us? Good luck to you, Chris. I hope you yeah. perform well, man. Oh, Dave, come on, buddy. You got to give me one more thing. What? You always ask me for one more when, Dave, I, when I gave you everything. Dave. Dave. <laughs> yeah. That's all you got? Jeez, Dave. I expect more out of you. Dave, go to, go, to, go to the OnlyFans again. Go to the OnlyFans. We got, you know what? There's one more question there. Let's pull one more out of here. Josh Let's just wanted the one to go. You answered already was not on this podcast. What's that? Keep in mind the one you answered already was not yeah, on this podcast. I know, okay. I know, but that's All why right. we want we want you guys to understand what we're doing for you guys over well, on since the Since you fans, want to answer a question, the, I'm going to give it to you. It is from Eram222. Question for Josh. Okay. Did Josh Koscheck get any flack at the gym for faking a head, for faking a knee to the head during his fight with Paul Daly? Have you ever seen um, uh, the cartoon? Uh, crap, what is it called? It's where they say I don't talk about Bruno. 
It's El Conte. I think it's called El Conte, right? El Conto, yeah. Do you ever see that where they say we don't talk about Bruno? Like yeah. fighters, when your teammate does something like that, you we go back to the gym. You don't talk about him, Bruno. You <laughs> don't talk about it. <laughs> like we all just uh, go, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, he was smart, but, you know. Did he win? That's all we talked about. We just talked about winning. You know, we're not trying to bring the the negativity. We're not trying to bring this down negativity level. Let's go, man. He got the win, moved on. You know, Paul Daly never fought in the UFC again after that fight. No, he did not. No. Nope. No, uh, just it was it was shitty because you know which, Paul Daly was, was one of those which guys. Which was a shame, absolute shame, absolute shame. Paul Daly was a fucking stud. He was a stud, man. Just love watching him. You know, John, let's do let's do this list. This next one, Mark Woods. Could you see Islam becoming the first triple division champion? And if not, him, who could be? Well, I think next week we're gonna find out, Patricio. <laughs> There's that one. But uh, Islam, I don't think so. I think I can see him being a, becoming a two-division champion, but not a three. Not I agree. A three. It'd be very difficult for him to go. He, he could go up to 170, and I think his body would fill that very well. Yeah. When he's going to 185, his frame is not quite the same as the 185er's frame. Yeah. And it just, things start to change a little bit. That would be a much more difficult task for him to go up because he can't, he, he can't go down to 145. No, that ain't happening. It's never so one fifty five is is the bottom as far as how far he can go down. So he's got to go one seventy and then one eighty five. He could do it at one seventy. He could be a two division champion. Yeah, he's. Got I look that at it talent. that way too. I look at it that way too. I think he's gonna eventually have to go to seventy because I don't think his body can take too much more of the the big cut. Yeah. And I think he walks around. He's not as big and as thick as Kane, but or not Kane, uh, Khabib. But he is tall. Kane? You're right. He's not. <laughs> no, he's not as big and as thick as Habib, but uh, but he is tall. Got big shoulders, big back. I think you know uh, he's got strong legs. Super, super. Um, like his back and his his grip strength is phenomenal. Um, John, to answer Mark Wood's question, who? Else, but outside of Islam, who else do you think outside of Patricio, who's fighting next week in Bellator? Say, you named it. Yeah, but who else? Who else do you think could be a three division champion? Man, I'll tell you what, three divisions is so freaking hard. And and you've got to be in that position where it has to be done by somebody for me that fought 145, 155, 170. And those are three killer fucking divisions. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they're not, but you could do 135, 145, 155, 20 pound difference. Maybe that's the grouping. But it's tough to go from 135 all the way up to 155. No different than it's tough to go from 145 to 170. But someone like a Volkanovski, it's a yeah. possibility. He's just that I tough. Just that tough. So he'd be the guy that I'd look and say, if there's one guy that I think could possibly do it, you know, in the UFC, Volkanovski would be the guy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think um, after watching his performance against Islam, you got to give the guy his due, man. Fantastic. He's, I mean, like, he's somebody that at 45, 55, I think the 70 is a big jump. That's going to be real hard. Um, but I also look at guys that could potentially be in the 125. Like, I, I really believe with Henry. Henry, I think, poses some problems a little bit for Volkanovsky, just a tiny bit. Okay. The size, I think, is still going to be a little bit, but the speed in which the takedowns come, the butt, Volkanovsky showed the ability to stop takedowns. So this ends up being on the feet. Who has more power? Volkanovski's got more power, but Henry will have a little bit faster. He'll be a little bit faster on the feet. 
it really that that fight, just that fight though, John, is the one that excites me. Yeah, him against other fighters doesn't excite me. So I agree. it really comes down I to agree. when I look at the Patricio matchup, him going to to thirty five at this time, it was perfect timing. It all has to do about timing if you want to become a three division champion. Did it you see the, pic- the picture of him with, with yep. Costa? Yep. Got the juice. Got the juice. I love it. Was, I love it. It's a secret uh, juice. I'll tell I mean, you he what, looks, he looks good. He looks, he looks good. good. He looks good. lean. Everyone's oh, like, oh, I don't know if he's going to make the As lean as I have ever seen him. Yep. Yep. I mean, but like, can, look. But then, you can tell he has lost some muscle yeah. size. Yep. Yeah. You know, and he had to. But this is the thing. I look at that fight. And I say, look, this if you lose that amount of weight when you go down, it's gonna take you time to get it back on naturally. And so oh, he's yeah. gonna go down, he's gonna he's not gonna be able to fight for another six months. Easily six months. He's gonna have to put the weight back on, he's gonna have to take his time to build his body back up if he's gonna go back up to forty five. I don't think he's gonna go back to forty five. Well, if he loses, he's got yeah, his title still at forty five. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But, but I, I think, think if he wins, I don't think he wants to go back. But John, this is a timing thing. As he gets older, the weight doesn't stay on as much. And that's why. When I talk to him a little bit, he's like, look, even though I know I'm, I'm pretty stout for 145, it just doesn't stay on as much. So it makes sense for him to go down. It's easier. It's become a little bit more of an easier cut. I've just got to take care of my body. And as you get older, you want to do a little bit more in the nutrition department. You want to do a little bit more in taking care of your health and, and stretching and massages and all of those things to make sure your body performs at peak performance. Yeah. I think that he's going to continue to do that. And that if he does get this win, which I think he's got a really good chance. If he does get this win, it's going to be it's going to be one of those things where he becomes the first division champion in a major promotion. And you know, for and three, three for division. three, three, three division, sorry, three division champion. There you go. So, it should be it should be a uh, pretty impressive. I'm looking forward to seeing if he can make history. Sadly, all the talk is about that and there's yep. not as much talk about, you know, um Pettis. Pet and the, you know the whole thing with Pettis is Pettis is coming off an injury. Yeah. You know he had he had knee surgery. He's just, he hasn't been in the cage for a while. So this is a first in basically close to 2 years. And so that's tough. You can Yeah. From the injury, you're the champ and now you you missed out on the Bantamweight World Grand Prix and your first fight back is against a guy who is the featherweight champion coming down in weight. That ain't yeah. easy. I agree. Well, hey, uh, Aram222 and Mark Woods, we answered you guys' question on the show, on the pod. Give us some love. Go out there, share the uh, OnlyFans.com slash Wayne in. Go over there and subscribe to us for free if you guys want to hear our fan questions answered on the pod itself and also doing some special stuff on OnlyFans TV. Head on over to OnlyFans.com slash Wayne in. Subscribe to us over there. It is free. Go to WayneInMerch.com. Pick up some of our short sleeve shirts. New designs should be coming out. Dave, we got to figure out what happened to our uh, the shirt that we had drawn up by the artist that I, that I had. Whatever happened to that one? Can we get that one made? Uh, it, it was. Um, hey, we'll talk about it off air. Okay, we'll talk about it off air. We'll get it all figured out. But look, want to get some new designs up there. New short sleeves are up and uh, check them out. And uh, let's have some fun, man. Let's enjoy these fights this weekend. And I'm looking forward to, to dropping the pod this weekend so you guys can all listen to the knowledge of Big John McCarthy and Podcast Dave. <laughs>
<laughs> but you guys heard you guys heard the knowledge of podcast Dave talking about paying more for pay per views. Just shut that shit out. Don't even bother with <laughs> oh, that <God>. stuff. <laughs> Don't listen to that shit. Who the hell recommends paying more? Jeez, man, what a fucking shitty point of view, Mister Bad Take. Fucking podcast Dave. All right, guys, John, take us away, buddy. Uh, for everyone out there, thank you for listening. I'm going to go back to building roads, going up the middle of a mountain. And my man, Josh Thompson, is just going to take in the sun, watching his son play soccer. Indoor soccer so. tonight, buddy. I got indoor soccer. Indoor soccer. Excuse yeah, me. You yeah. don't get tan with the lights, dude. Played last night, man. We're in the finals. Played last Ooh. night. We're in the finals. And then tonight we're going to play. Uh, this is the beginning of the new season of my Tuesday Night League. So You know you know, cool. you play against one of my coworkers? Against who? I'll tell you his name. But, yeah, yeah, we're a lot better. We're a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, wow. John. Sorry. For everyone out there. I hope you're not as cocky as the, my man, the real punk, and we will see you.